Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Arts Podcast with me, Simon Delarue. In this episode, we'll be hearing from the organiser of next month's Alderney Literary Festival, a deliberately niche festival which aims to celebrate historical literature. My conversation with Isabel Picornell to come. We'll be hearing from the Guernsey Street Festival ahead of their open day on the 12th of February. And with the Eisteddfod programme becoming available this weekend, we'll also hear from General Secretary of the Guernsey Eisteddfod Society, Barbara Minter. But first, theatre. You may recall in our inaugural Guernsey Press Arts podcast, Guernsey Arts Director Russ Fossey was waxing lyrical about the burgeoning theatre scene, which has opened up opportunities for local actors, writers, directors and those who work their magic behind the scenes. Well, one of those whose talent has bloomed since that first lockdown is Jack Ingrell. He's no stranger to putting his words out there, having delivered many spoken word performances under the moniker Borderline Ramblings, as we'll hear. But this month we'll see his debut as a playwright and as a director, with the international premiere of his first stage play, All of You, at the Fermain Tavern from the 14th to the 17th of February. I caught up with Jack in between rehearsals at the St Saviour's Community Centre. Jack, you are directing a play that you've written yourself. Uh, for both On both counts, that's a first for you. Tell us all about it. Yeah, so... Um... This was I've been trying to write plays and books and stories for uh, quite a while now, um, but it's taken a while for something to really stick. And about sometime in late 2021, I just had the idea for this play about someone who finds themselves lost in um, the wrong time and the wrong like side of the universe and... I've just got this character in my head called Robert, who's a soldier from World War Two who finds himself lost in London in 2018. And the journey that he goes on and the background behind why he's actually there. And it starts off as this kind of whimsical, time-travelling story and then turns into something a lot more deeper, a lot more character-driven, a lot darker, but still maintaining that kind of, hopefully, that kind of magic that um, we kind of impart in the early parts of the play. I'm interested in this idea that you you, you thought of a character first and then everything else stemmed from that. So um, does the, did, did that first idea, those first uh, thoughts that you had about it, do they bear any relation to what it's ended up being or has the whole thing sort of evolved? So, yeah, the character came first, but really it kind of the story came straight with him it was very much a case of okay this character's here this is the reason why he's here I'm having to be very vague about it because if I go into too much detail it will spoil the whole thing um so what's going to happen to him given that this is who he is and this is the situation he's in what would happen in that situation, especially if someone comes into that situation and kind of takes the lead for him, which is what happens when um, Isabel comes in into the equation and kind of leads him on this journey through modern London. And on the way, we learn things about Robert and things about Isabel, which point the audience in a very different direction to where they think they might be going. 
Okay, so I won't press you any more on the storyline there because obviously you don't want to <laughs> you want you want to uh, have people in the audience uh, in suspense. Um, it's a small cast for this one, isn't it? Tell me about the cast you've been able to bring together for this. Yeah, so we've got Dave Wheeler playing Robert and Chloe Galley playing Isabel. So Dave's been um, he moved to Guernsey back in twenty twenty, just before the pandemic, and got involved in the local theatre community straight away, pretty much. He was in Frankenstein and in One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest and Constellations. And his range is just spectacular. He can go from zero to 100 within one scene. And for this character in particular, that is exactly what I was looking for straight away. And his commitment to every rehearsal is just absolutely astonishing. And then Chloe is just almost on the other end of the scale. This this understated, very real, raw performer who manages to capture such subtlety with like a, a, a facial expression or some body language and just brings this wonderful tenderness to the role of Isabel. Were you always determined that you would direct this or did you sort of look around for a director and and decide you'd do it yourself how did that pan out so I was initially quite not reluctant but a bit kind of reticent and fearful of directing because I'd never done it before but it it quickly became apparent that for this first um, production of the script it really did have to me because I had this kind of vision for it which was kind of um help brought to life by um Darren Alderton who's um very much a I think (laughs) gonna be an inspiration on my directing style um and from that point on the kind of look of it the look of the play how it was going to be how it was going to be presented as all happening inside from one character's perspective, all inside one character's head. Um, that became pretty clear early on. And I really wanted to like be the one to explore that having written the initial, the, the original script. And yeah, what, what you're going to see is very, very faithful to that initial vision, but with some, really really cool inputs from the cast and from the tech crew like phil phil midgley who's doing the tech for it has come up with some really really cool ideas to really add to the atmosphere that we're hoping to create um although this is the first play that you'll have uh, put on uh, the play of yours um you're, you're no stranger to either performance or writing for public consumption are you because you you're uh, quite familiar with um your borderline ramblings work to uh, sort of putting your words out there yeah so like i'd say about like four years ago now i started a mental health blog um called borderline ramblings um where I started posting, yeah, blogs about my own experiences of mental health, um, of having borderline personality disorder and of managing that. And along with that came poetry as well. Um, And eventually, once we got to um, the year 2020, I had to move back to Guernsey from London. I was like, okay, I'm going to start performing some of these poems now. Um, Because they lent themselves to performance, really. They weren't 
the prettiest poems to look at, but I think with a performance with some heart in it and some real realness in it, um, they could kind of be brought to life a bit more. So I just went around the open mic nights here performing them. And that's kind of where um, Darren initially said, oh, he could probably do some acting. <laughs> and that's how I got involved with like the theatre, really. That was my first introduction only in 2020. And since then, yeah, just kind of diving into things um, with without really knowing what I'm doing. But um, just taking stuff in and learning from some really really cool people yourself included um who just inspire me creatively and like kind of um help me keep myself together as well during times at more stressful times and that's been so important so far during um like the rehearsal process for this play and getting it from um script to stage like the the support on a personal level as well as a creative level has just been like worth its weight in gold and so much more. Jack Ingrell there, whose first play, All of You, is being performed at the Fermain Tavern from the 14th to the 17th of February. It's an MTG, or Music Theatre Guernsey production, and tickets can be found at www.mtgsy.gg. News of the Guernsey Street Festival and the Eisteddfod still to come on the show, but first let's hear from Isabel Picornell. She's the organiser of the Alderney Literary Festival, which takes place from Friday the 17th of March to Sunday the 19th. I took a welcome break from talking about GST on a recent visit to a rather windy Alderney in order to talk to her, and I started by asking Isabel about the origins of the festival. Well, this started back in 2015, and we wanted to do uh, a literary event over a long weekend here in Alderney, but uh, something befitting our small status. We didn't want to uh, do uh, a broad literary festival because we're too small for that. So we decided to focus on historical literature. And like I said, that started in 2015 with seven authors and uh, we're now up to 11. And so you'd say that this uh, festival is deliberately quite niche then? Yes it is. Uh, So we wanted something that would attract people from off-island to Alderney. It's expensive to get here, it's expensive to stay once you get here and so in addition to uh, local people coming to the festival. We wanted people who had a specific interest in history, historical literature. So the idea behind this was to focus on making people appreciate what they're actually reading in a historical book or historical fiction book. And that's the reason behind this this focus. We wanted a salon style. It's a small audience, uh, very informal, with the authors actually speaking instead of just presenting on their book, and uh, to promote more interaction between authors and audience. Uh, so, started in 2015, you'll have had some interruptions. Uh, so, how many festivals have you actually had so far? Well, we, we, had, we had to cancel the festival one week. Uh, before in 2020 
and uh, again in 2021, so 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Um, tw- so this will be our seventh. Yeah. And uh, has it grown in that time, would you say? It's grown in size and audience. Um, we started to sell out after the third festival. So tickets are normally sold out within two weeks of going on sale. And this year, because of uh, very generous funding from our festival sponsor, Polygon, uh, Polygon Collective, uh, we've been able to extend the festival another half day. So it now starts on the Friday morning and goes all the way to Sunday lunchtime. Um, yeah, so uh, d- describe for me the, the, the sort of events one might expect to enjoy in this festival. Well, all the events are talks. Uh, presenter, presented by the authors themselves. Uh, a couple are in conversation uh, with the authors, but most of the time they're PowerPoint presentations by the authors who have specific instructions to talk about the research, um, the new information they're bringing out in their books, and uh, the reason behind the interpretations they have. So. Part of the reason uh, that we want people to appreciate historical literature is when they read it, to realize there's always an angle, whether it's uh, a history book or it's a historical fiction. The author always has an angle that they want to bring out. And uh, think of it as critical literacy, critical reading. And this actually makes reading historical fiction and history much more entertaining because you're thinking, okay, you know, what am I reading here? Uh, What's the interpretation? One of the main problems with reading historical literature is that the narrative does not always fit the historical facts. The historical facts may be accurate, but it's the author that provides the overall narrative and there's always an angle to it have you learned a lot about a history and b historical literature then as a result of putting this festival on over the years you personally oh absolutely um and especially uh focusing on certain authors who do have um a way of interpreting uh, the information and uh, part of the reason, well, part of the the talks is that the author then also presents why they have this particular inter- interpretation, and so that's really enlightening uh, when you're reading other books. And in terms of um, the mechanics of putting on a festival, um, is, it, is it a big struggle? Do you find yourself working on it all through the year? Do you have a team of people that are able to help you? Yes, we've, uh, we've put together um, a new team. In the past, it was really largely me, but it's just got too big. Uh, and too complex for just me. We're now having authors coming in from outside the UK. And so we do start in June because one of the things is we read all the books. This is a festival about the book, not the author. So everybody we invite is on the basis that we have read their book. They, their linguistic style is entertaining, easy to read. It's not overly academic and um, that they have fresh insight into uh, bringing new information and more importantly they're able to bring the past to life and make it relevant to the present day.
And of all the historical works that you've read in preparation for these festivals, do you have a favourite? Gosh, um, not one. No, there is so many, <laughs> so many favourites. I'm I'm an ex-archaeologist. I'm an ex-Egyptologist. So my favourite history and historical fictions tend to be ancient history, ancient archaeology, Romans, Greeks, Egyptian, which is not really appealing to the mass audience. And so it's actually um, made me appreciate different kinds of uh, historical period. But I have to say my very favorite is one that is coming to this audience, uh, to this particular festival. And it's a book called A Thousand Miles Up the Nile. And it's a travelogue written by Amelia Edwards 140 years ago. And this year it has been published for the first time in color. And the director of the Egypt Exploration Society, Carl Graves, is coming to talk on this book. Um, and uh, basically about the attitudes of a Victorian um, traveler. And so I'm really looking forward to that one. And so, so do you feel that you've put Alderney on the map of the world's appreciation of this particular area of historical literature? I don't know about the world, but certainly uh, in the UK and uh, with, some, with authors abroad, yes. Uh, what we find is we're being asked to review books. We're being asked by authors that they would like to come to the festival because uh, they're presenting a new angle. And uh, in that sense, yes, I think people do understand what we're about. And uh, um, I'm very pleased about that. Isabel Picornell there. And tickets for the Alderney Literary Festival can be found at www.alderneyliteraryfestival.com. This year's theme is Mistaken History, Historical Narrative versus Historical Truth, and the festival takes place from the 17th of March. Now, the more attentive listeners among you may recall the name Dave Wheeler. He's one of the actors appearing in Jack Ingerell's new play. But he's also, and Guernsey being Guernsey, this sort of thing is probably going to happen a lot on the Arts Podcast, he's also the communications officer for the Guernsey Street Festival, whose open day is being held at the Johnson Suite of the Rockettes Hotel on Sunday the 12th of February. I asked him what the open day was all about. We've run the initiative to launch an open day on Sunday the 12th of February at the Roquettes Hotel in the Johnson Suite. Um, basically, we want to make it an inviting sort of event for anyone who's interested in getting involved in the Guernsey Street Festival in any capacity whatsoever, whether you want to be a performer or whether you just want to volunteer and get involved in some way. If you have a creative skill you'd like to showcase, it doesn't have to be singing or acting or performing. It can be art, painting, sculpture, knitting, crocheting. We want to see all sorts of varieties and we'd love for you to come by and just meet the team and find out more about the festival, what it takes to get involved. Um, we'd be there to help you sort of apply, even audition if you want to and sort of the legalities you might need to go through. For example, if you want to get involved in busking, not just for the festival, but throughout the whole year, we can tell you how to apply for a busking license through Guernsey Arts. Uh, Russ Fossey, the head of arts development at the Guernsey Arts Commission is going to be there to help people understand the process of busking licenses and working with the constables of St. Peterport and that. And so it's just gonna be a, a nice little afternoon 
on Sunday uh, and there'll be cupcakes. <laughs> right, okay, so extra motivation for people to come along then. So, so you're quite clear then, you, you've mentioned busking a lot there, but the, you've also mentioned quite a lot of other things. There's, there's um, scope for a lot of possibility here. Yeah, so the festival is all about encouraging the arts and the culture of Guernsey. And we have, we're blessed to have so many talented singers um, and performers in Guernsey. And they, they all, uh, many of them take part in the street festival and they're all wonderful. We want to broaden that and get more people involved because there's so much more talent that I don't think we've yet tapped into in Guernsey, whether that be through artists um, and crocheters and, and everything I've already mentioned. So we really love to encourage those sorts of people to come along. Um, and if you are willing, to, uh, interested in busking and you want to put your singing skills to the test um, and showcase it to the public, we'll be more than happy to hear from you as well. Um, and we will, in fact, have a busking corner set up at our open day run by the lovely Rachel Dawson. So if you wanted to just get up and give it a go um, and if you wanted to treat it as an audition, we'll be more than happy to accommodate that as well. So the open day itself is uh, Sunday, the 12th of February. Uh, what about the, uh, the festival? So the festival runs from the 22nd of July to the 5th of August this year. So that's going to be hopefully the height of summer. Hopefully the weather will be on our side. It was last year, uh, the year before, not quite so much. But that's when we'll have, we'll, we'll basically bring St Peterport to life. Uh, we'll start with a parade going from the sunken gardens all the way into town. And it was, it was spectacular last year and we hope to make it even bigger and better. And we encourage everyone who wants to get involved to come along and that will just kick off the festival. And then every day bar Sunday for two weeks, we'll have performers all throughout the day, all around St. Peterport, doing what they do best and doing what they love and they'll get paid to do so. And uh, as well as being uh, on the uh, the communicator for this uh, particular festival, you are also a performer. From a personal perspective, um, how does it make you feel to have that opportunity during the festival to perform to uh, people within St Peterport? Well, put quite simply, it, it's the reason why I've chosen to call Guernsey my home. Uh, I moved here three years ago and I instantly fell in love with the community spirit and the amount of passion there is for the arts in Guernsey and how proactive people are in putting on events, not just for the festival, but general theater, performance, concerts. I've just absolutely engrossed myself in it and I, I couldn't be happier. So to have been invited to join the committee for the Guernsey Street Festival was an honor and a privilege. And it just, feels like I'm able to use every part of myself, whether that be singing, performing, using my professional skills um, to promote the festival. It's just absolutely rewarding and I'll be happy to do it year after year. Guernsey Street Festival Communications Officer Dave Wheeler there. Finally on the Arts Pod this month, let's hear from the Guernsey I Steadford Society's General Secretary, Barbara Minter. The programme for this year's I Steadford is available from Saturday the 4th of February and I asked her what we could expect from this year's event. Well, they can come to anything that's in the theatre or the exhibition and they would pet, I mean, if they're friends or members as we used to call them in our current friends um, then they can get free access into the theatre and free access to the exhibition if they're not paid up members or friends then they would have to pay a small um, admission fee um, so that will start like one month today the music section starts and that will be followed by the speech and drama followed by the genesies and the um, modern languages 
and the roller skating comes in a bit before that. And then that the week that we finish all those bits, then we start the exhibition. So all that's available, and then people can purchase tickets for the concert, which is April, no, March the 28th, I think, if that's a, a, a Tuesday. And um, there are two or three ticketed sessions where you can't get free access because they're very popular, so we want to try and get a bit of money out of them. So those are usually songs from the shows, which are very popular. And so what, what is the concert night all about? What's, what's the idea behind it? The night is um, I try and choose a balanced programme of winners from the various sections. Obviously, you can't use every winner and you can't go from every section, but try and do a, a cross-section of, of everybody, be it classical or pop or um, speech and drama or instrumental or what have you. So we try and do a cross-section there. And um, if, if somebody's listening who hasn't been along to the Eisteddfod before, um, where would you recommend that they make a start? Well, it depends what their interests are. I mean, personally, I would always go for music, but then I like the speech and drama as well, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think if you're keen on music, get a programme. Um, programmes, say, will be out this week, and they're £3, and they last for the whole month of the festival. And, um, and then you can look through and see which program which evenings or afternoons or whatever appeal to you and come along Barbara Minter there Thanks for listening to our second Guernsey Press Arts podcast. The first one featured an in-depth interview with Russ Fossey and Louise Lapelle from Guernsey Arts, during which they revealed their charity's crucial role in drafting Guernsey's 10-year strategy for the arts. That plan has since been published, and you can find it on the Guernsey Arts website, arts.gg. So scroll back to last month's podcast if you'd like to hear their take on it. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Do give us a like or follow, or better still, a review. And even more importantly, please contact me at sdelarue at guernseypress.com if you have an event or a project you think we should be shouting about. That's all for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>